Thank you, Nyambu. Um, <laughs> lights on for the dark people, <laughs> like me. <laughs> um, like I usually say, I am tall, dark, and slim, as you can see. I really appreciate you guys for coming. And uh, before I share today's word, I just want to bring a few things to our attention. Just turn to the person next to you and, and smile at them first. Just smile. Just smile. <laughs> and tell them now, Happy New Year. Unajua Happy New Year tunaisema mbaka match. That is what Chelsea told me. <laughs> Happy New Year until March. Um, I want us to turn to our Bibles to the book of Romans chapter 12. This week hasn't been an, a good week for me. I, I have been in, in the hospital, but it's the past. And some of you may find me struggling to talk, but the devil is a liar. I am going to speak that which God has called me to do. Romans chapter 12, verse 1 to 2. And this is more of a conversation as compared to a sermon. The Bible says, Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. His good, pleasing, and perfect will. Just to stick on that verse, it says, His good, pleasing, and perfect. Not your good, pleasing, and perfect. The reason as to why I'm saying this is sometimes the will of God will never please us. Sometimes the will of God will make us do things that we will wonder, is this really the will of God? Heavenly Father, I thank you for your word. Even as we sit at your feet, we thank you because we will leave this place changed. In Jesus' name we pray. So, if we go to verse 1, Paul is urging us brothers and sisters in view of God's mercy. What is mercy? Mercy is God not giving us what we deserve. Mercy is God not giving us what we deserve. We deserve hell. We deserve 
punishment. We deserve eternal damnation. But because God in his mercy, as in he's given us something, he hasn't given us hell or he's taking us to hell. And since he's doing that, he says, Paul is saying, in view of that, the father that loves us, let us offer our bodies as a living sacrifice. And there goes my first point. For you to be able to live this year, for you to be able to survive through this year, for you to be able to come out on top, you have to give of yourself as a living sacrifice. The first person to be sacrificed, he was a living sacrifice. His name is Isaac in the book of Genesis chapter 22. He was offered to God as a living sacrifice. But then God intervened and provided something in the place of Isaac. That was before the law was written. The law was written through Moses. After the law was written, the Bible says that a sacrifice had to die. A sacrifice had to die, not a living sacrifice. In other words, for you to be used of God, you have to die. This is when on the day of atonement, it used to happen once every year. And this was the time that the children of Israel, their sins to, to be atoned for is to be forgiven off of your sins. And on the day of, of atonement, an animal will be used and it would die for the sins. The body was offered and it will die so that sin will be dealt with. In fact, the book of Hebrews says that without the, 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 the pouring of blood, there is no remission of sins. Fast forward. What does Paul speak when he says this? Paul is speaking after a time that our Lord and Savior has come. Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, has come. And in as much as Jesus Christ has come, he is the one who died for all. And once he died, he saved us from our sins, past and present. That's why when we sin, we can still go boldly to him and confess of our sins. And we can say, Jesus, forgive me. That's why the Bible says, seek him while he can be found. Meaning that there is a time that you can't find him. What Paul is saying, you give off of yourself as a living sacrifice. He means you die to sin as a Christian. You die to the things of the world. And for you to be used of God, you have to die to the things that will draw you away from God. I don't think I need to give illustrations, but we know the things that are making us not to be used by God as a living sacrifice. Holy and pleasing to God, not pleasing to you. Remember, it's your will, my will. In other words, the word holy comes from a Greek word that means separate from sin. So as you give off of yourself, 
as you are dead to sin you are living a holy life holy and pleasing to god because when you live a holy life you are actually pleasing god I think it's also Hebrews chapter 12 that says faith is what pleases God. So this is another thing that pleases God when you are living a holy life because this is your true proper worship. Many of us may think that worship is when the worship team comes here and starts singing songs. But worship, the Bible in the book of John chapter 4 says that true worshipers it is the time that they rise up with the sincerity of heart as you strive and and you are living a life that is separate from sin that is your worship if worship is equated to instruments if worship is equated to 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 people singing alone then that makes abraham fail in his worship because abraham said i am going with my son up the mountain to worship Worship is a lifestyle. When we live a life that glorifies God, when we live a life that is holy and is pleasing to God, when we live our lives as bodies that are being sacrificed, that is worship. And we worship God for who he is because he is omnipotent. God is omnipresent. God is there before and he is there now god is the god who knows and he understands everything from the beginning to the end he is god there's no one that put him in that position and there's no one that will take him out of that position he is god he is the one who spoke the earth into motion he did not go to a construction company and give a tender but god is the one who speaks things and they come into being and we have been called as a people as we give off of ourselves as living sacrifices as we live a life that is holy and separate pleasing unto God that is our form of worship to God and then Paul speaks to these people in verse 2 he says do not conform to the pattern of this world do not conform to the pattern the something that the world operates in is patterns last year there was a different pattern in how people dressed in how people danced in how people spoke and it's so sad that in the church people are still following the patterns of the world in how we dance in the songs that we sing because the people of the world they speak about sex they speak about lust they speak about you cheating on your wife and you cheating on your husband you cheating on your boyfriend they speak about us not getting married because he has distorted the image and is creating a pattern so that you will see there's no way you're going to get married some of us will never get to where god intends them to be because they have already conformed they have entered into the patterns of the world do not conform to the patterns of the world they say that if you sleep with someone you are a man 
do not conform to the patterns of the world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind it's a mind thing someone say that it is with our minds that we serve the lord it's quite interesting that the movies that we watch the people that we sit under that we we give our ears to because our ears can be the gates to our hearts and our souls our eyes can also serve as the gates to our eyes and our souls the people that we sit under they are able to change and shape the trajectory of where we want to go and the enemy the moment you conform and the moment you start thinking about what he's taught you that is where you start ending or going i've watched quite a number of movies and one of the things that we will be discussing in life house is the false teachers that come up nowadays in movies and something that movies teach is they are teaching something called gnosticism and gnosticism just to bring theology in this is they are saying that jesus is jesus is satan and satan is god in other words they've distorted and they make sin look so good and they try to make that god look such a bad person that he wants to stop you from enjoying the forbidden fruit and this is what is happening in the movies today and our minds are being changed someone say that you can't see the wind but you can see the destruction that it can cause as you sit watching such things as you sit doing such things these are the things that shape how you think and i'm not trying to say that the christian life is a boring life there are many other things that as christians we can get to enjoy be not conformed to the patterns of the world but be ye transformed by the renewing of the mind in other words as born again christians it's a mind thing every day you wake up and you say god today i have made up my mind i am saying i'm going to walk this path because this is the path that will lead me to life this is the path that will lead me to my provision this is the life that will help me to grow in grace in fact the word transformed comes from a greek word metamorpho that speaks about a butterfly before it becomes a butterfly it starts with an egg and then it goes to the larva and then pupa and adult in other words it's an everyday thing that you rise up and you study the word how will you transform your mind how will you become a butterfly each and every other day you have to sit in the scriptures and you say this is what the word of the lord is saying today he is saying do this in remembrance of me today he is saying i want you to do this so that as you continue to do that each and every other day you're moving up the developmental stages it's a mind thing do not be conformed or do not conform to the patterns of this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind then you will be able to test and approve what god's will 
remember as you have given yourself as a living sacrifice you have made god to be god over your life because god can either be god of all or not god at all and my prayer is as 2020 unfolds you will allow god to be god of all to be god in everything that shapes you to be god in your relationships to be god in your family to be god in your study to be god in 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 the places that god takes you in your places of work when you allow god to be god you will start to see and you will be able to test and approve what god's will even if it's not pleasing to you the people that have seen that god used when we look at it from this other side the will of god was not pleasing Look at Abraham himself. God calls him and he tells him, "Abraham, I want you to leave your father and mother. I want you to leave everything. I want you to leave everything that you have built and you will go to a place that I will show you." If God today is speaking to you and is telling you, "I want you to leave that house and you're going to a place you don't know. You are leaving the comfort of your TV. You're leaving the comfort of 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 being driven. You're leaving the comfort of the good food that you eat. How many of us are willing to leave? It's so hard. God is calling Abraham Look at the life of Moses. Moses kills someone and then after he kills someone what does he do? He runs to the wilderness and he spends 40 years in a place that there's nothing that is happening. And then this is someone who had been brought in the in the palace. He had everything nice and then he's taking care of sheep. And then God tells him, "Where you have ran from, I am going to send you." and some of us maybe they have ran from responsibilities some of us have ran from the issues that are happening in their families and god is saying i am going to send you back to something that will not please you i am sending you back to what made you run away because it is not something that will please you but it's something that is pleasing me because i have you in mind The moment you say your will my will you have to be a living sacrifice living a life that is holy and set apart Another person that lived God's will I'm trying to forget the name but it's in the Old Testament Imagine this person was being told to walk naked for a number of years. Naked. As in he had nothing to hide. <laughs> he walked naked. There's another guy who was told by God, "I want you to to remove things from your house. You dig a hole and then you remove not from the door, but you remove from that hole." And people will go there and see what is wrong with you. Come God was using that as an object lesson to tell people instead of you going to God you're going through other ways. Look at the life of Hosea. Hosea someone who is living a godly life. 
He was not conforming. He was being transformed. He had understood and approved what the will of God is. And Hosea is being told, I want you to marry a prostitute. There's a lady by the name Francine Rivers. She wrote a book on that and she was saying it wasn't an easy thing. Imagine we've seen in the movies. Um, imagine you're going to a place for prostitutes like in Netherlands, the red light district and women are there and, and, and you do your thing and then the lady says next and then the next person enters and then, and then you hear next and then Hosea is just standing there with his coat and his Bible and, and, and the lady says next and then Hosea says me I'm coming so that I'll take you as my wife. And that lady was like what is wrong with you? And she will send Hosea away and Hosea will go back because it was God's will and it was pleasing to God. And Hosea goes back the next day. And Okay. So as in he, he will go there and Goma, her name was Goma and Goma will be like what is wrong with you? As in me niko business. I think hapo labda ndo chips funga ingetokea. As in me nataka kustay na wewe. That is what Hosea was saying. I want to give two stories of people that conformed people that were godly people that loved the Lord the Bible says in the book of 1st Samuel that I have found a man after my own heart and God was speaking about David David was a man after God's own heart when he was a child. He was called a man when he was a child. It's like God called things that were not as though they were. God saw David as the next king of Israel when David was still throwing stones at a lion and a bear. And God said that now this man is after my own heart. I am going to use him. And David fights Goliath. After David fights Goliath, challenges come after around 13 to 15 years. He is installed king. And when he is king, you see, we can just read the scripture in like 30 minutes but this is something that took quite some time and when David is installed king he is not ruling Israel as the nation itself but he, he rules like cities by cities he starts to rule Hebron and Judah until there is a point that he captures the whole city when Saul is dead and other people wanted to become king and David is king and David the first thing that he understands he knew since he was a man after God's own heart David goes back and brings the ark of the covenant that was lost 70 years it was in the enemy's territory and the first thing that David brings the, after David brings the ark of the covenant is that it falls down and then someone someone dies 
when he's trying to reach out. In other words, there were many instances that David will inquire of God, is this the will of God? And David will be told by God, go and chop off this, the foreskins of a hundred Philistines. God will tell David, I want you to go and pursue the Amalekites and you will kill them. And then David one point does not pursue the will of God and his inauguration starts with a mess and Uzzah I think it was Uzziah Uzzah dies David continues to lead a nation in a manner that he is great David by then never lost battle whenever he went for battle because he knew and understood and one thing about being a man after God's own heart is that God will always be with you and David goes and fights the Philistines David fights the Amalekites David fights whoever person and he will defeat them David had many women he will defeat you and he will take your woman one of them is Abigail, the wife of Nabal. And then David, one day, after years have passed, David, someone who was great in battle, someone who was a man after God's own heart, he sends his men for war and he goes to goes to the rooftop and he sees a woman bathing and the reason as to this woman was bathing is she was purifying herself so that when the husband comes from war they will enjoy marriage and David because of his voyeuristic lust he had conformed and he sleeps with that woman and I am meant to believe that David is also a picture of many of us because many of us can have such top moments it can be in your phone some of us can have those rooftop moments in fact let me give you a story I stay at, at the rooftop and Acha, this is how the story unfolds. The story of a man. Is only times in sana. What my next point? I'm I have had quite a lot of rooftop moments. Iyo ndo place madem wana kamkuwa ni kamango. Endo najua sasile mwa wanafua. Azina ukwa tuwa meva vest. Kwa ni mneishi na mimi. I remember there was a time after I moved to that place. There was a young beautiful lady. Manze kuna matai mili kwa tuna toke hapo na jua atafika hapo 8.20. Eyo ndo time na tokea. Manze ude alafu cleavage as in wow. 
nawaambia ukweli and i would have those rooftop moments i think the thing that really really saved me aliacha job so my rooftop moment ended like that <laughs> a happy ending <laughs> i didn't know that god's will was not pleasing to me but it was pleasing to him and then david after david has 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 had sex with this woman but sheba he's trying to fulfill his voyeuristic last voyeuristic is someone who who likes to see women when they are naked and he would want to pursue upon mepeleka watu chuo leo naezeka whatsapp story and then months later by the way, i i learned that this thing took months david will try to cover up david will go to um 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 this this nani uraya uraya will come from battle and david will try to to set him up so that he will say that the child is not his he will tell the the, the husband uraya manzem say ishia mtani dos na wife wako so mtoka huo tumeshinda but the servant will say no i have been with my master i have been at war and there are still men in the field i have to stay here and then i go to war imagine david alikuwa nasikiaje uraya akisema hivyo and this is a picture of us who may be having our rooftop moments and then david went ahead and he organized for the killing of this man He told Job I want you to put him at the forefront and I was one and I could fight as in wanna fight kwa wall pale wasetu wana tupatu arrows and that is how Uriah died and then the messenger goes to David and David asks how was the war give me the report and the messenger is saying hey by the way men were died or killed and then David is starting to complain why why did this happen why do you put men to the forefront to the wall and this man said by the way Uriah was there and he died and David paused and he was like happy man i have accomplished Nine months later but Sheba gives birth to this child and after this child is birthed what what does David do David took Bathsheba as the wife and then Nathan prophet Nathan goes to David it's quite interesting the moment you are living for God once you avoid accountability you will keep on living in isolation and you will continue to fulfill the desires that you have in your heart and prophet Nathan goes to David and after prophet the prophet goes to David he gives him an illustration and prophet Nathan tells David in the story that I am giving is you And then David the man after God's own heart says I have sinned I have sinned And then God says I have forgiven you But remember my will is this child will die But something that David does you will read in 1st 2nd Samuel chapter 11 and verse 12 what this man does David goes and prays and he even fasts 7 days that the Lord will not kill 
the child and after seven days this child dies and the messengers the people that were working with David they are scared they don't know how to tell the king the second king the one who is running the nation they don't know how to tell this man and David speaks to them and he told them I was trying to pray so that the Lord will change his will that this child will survive in other words whenever you have your rooftop moments whenever you are doing things and you've stopped you you have started to conform and you are not being transformed there are things that god will do in your life and in other words what i'm saying don't try to bring back to life that which god is killing this can be the relationships that you have formed this can be the the wrong places that you go to this can be the, the the lies and the things that you have been doing in the darkness the moment you started to live according to the patterns of the world don't try to bring back to life that which god is taking away the second illustration the year is 1822 a woman by the name Minty is born in Maryland Dorchester County in the states and this woman was born to parents who were working in a plantation they were slaves to the slave owners the white people and them living as slaves they rented their girl at the age of 6 her name was Minty and they rented her and the parents by the way lived separate they lived separate hours away the father was working in the in the was a timber worker and the mother used to work in the big houses as a cook and then this lady at around age 13 she was in a place where the slave worker wanted to throw a 2 pound heavy thing to a, a slave fugitive and as he threw she went and stood in front and it hit her she experienced a blackout she was saying that it's like her skull was cracked wide open little did she know that that was the beginning to unfold of the will of god in her life and she would stand at times and she would just black out and fall but the good thing is during that time of slavery she was someone who was god fearing in fact the writers say that she was someone who was a staunch christian in 1846 she married someone called john tubman and after she inherited her name his name she 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 she, she realized that two of her brothers were supposed to be sold to a different place to the south and the south was wasn't a good place and as this person was supposed to be sold to the to the south she realized that also her name was part of what was to be done she was to be sold and she said this is the time that i am going to escape and she ran for 100 miles that's approximately 180 kilometers on foot for days she jumped into the raging rivers and she almost died and people were after her with dogs and torches and she ran and she went to a place called Philadelphia and Philadelphia was a place that slaves that have gone there they will be free 
and she goes there and she was told by her father and the pastor that when you go to a certain place make sure you look for a certain man and this man is able to help you and that was where she met that man and that man asked her questions so now that you are here and you are a free person what name can we give you and she said i want to borrow the name of my mother harriet and to pick the name of my husband tubman so she started going by the name harriet tubman after that she was led to a place that had people it was it was by another lady whose parents had died so she she assumed and took that house and that house had everything that she could think for think about she would bathe in hot water and she couldn't even imagine she would have whatever food she would ask for and after one year she was convinced that i'm not supposed to be here she said i am going to go back to that place where the slaves are and i am going to save the people that are there i I am going to start with my husband and then I'll save my family and Harriet Tubman took to her heels and she went back the first place she went to was her husband and she was so happy and she embraced the husband and the husband said something that broke off her heart and the husband said it's one year since you left I've married someone else she has a child with us and harriet could not even believe by the news as in you've sacrificed yourself you've risked your life you've gone and then you've come back and the first person that you go to is your husband and then you hear such a news and she was so broken that she went under a tree and then she experienced a blackout and 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 this was after praying and she was saying god why did you do this i came so that i will save my husband and now you are telling me that my husband is married to another person am i good enough and then she started praying and asking god god what is your will and that was when things turned around and she learned that the will of god was for her to start saving people you see how the will of god may never be pleasing to you the first time she saved nine people and she went back to Philadelphia and she entered into the hall of fame for the people that were stealing slaves and there's a time i can't sing well and she will stand she will go back again and she will start singing go down moses and as she will sing that song the slaves will start running towards her and she will lead them down the the railroad and she will take them to philadelphia by 1862 62 during the time of the of the civil war she had an army the first woman to ever have an army of 150 soldiers by the time she went back to war she had already saved 750 slaves and she was saying i will not die until slavery is dead you see what the will of god can be able to do. 
do. Sometimes you may want the will of God to please you, but it will displease you. But at the end, you will see the result and you will say, indeed, this was something that was pleasing. She ended up having a church. She ended up having two orphanages. She ended up having a place where even the white people will come and receive treatment. You can look for that movie called Harriet. You see, the moment you say, God, what is your will? Be ready for what unfolds next. This was not a feel-good sermon, but it's something that you have to think and reflect because not conforming now to the word of God will make you to conform to the patterns of the world and you will lose your own soul. Would you want to be known one day as a Harriet Tubman? Would you want to be known as someone who lived a life that glorified God? In fact, when she died, her, her tombstone, the epitaph was written, I have gone to prepare a place. And my prayer is that we will be arrested in the presence of God in a manner that we will come and bow and say, God, I pray that not my will that will be done, but your will that will be done. Even as I finish, I want us to bow down our heads. I have talked about the story of David who conformed. I have talked about Harriet. I remember even in 2014, I myself, after finishing Bible school, I had signed papers to go to South Korea. I was ready and they had contacted me. But then I remember, I asked God, God, what is your will? And God told me, stay wasn't pleasing but now as I look back I can say it is pleasing I have been able to test some of us God is calling them to greater places but it has to start by you saying Lord not my will but your will and it may start as if you're going south remember it's about the will of God first I'll start by asking you're here and maybe you're not born again just lift up your hand we pray with you that you will get to know this Jesus you're here you're saying Lord I want to give my life to you Because that is God's will. Just raise your hand. You're here. And you're saying, God, thank you for that hand. You 
saying, God, I want to rededicate my life to you. Just raise up your hand. You want to rededicate your life to God. Just raise up your hand. Thank you for that hand. Thank you for that hand. Just quietly say, Lord, just need you. Help me according to what you've spoken to me today. Father, I don't want to be coming back to you over and over and over. I know that even when I come back to you, you will still take me. But help me to be transformed. I need to become like a butterfly where I saw in the earth because I am above the issues of the world and the patterns. And the last person I will want to pray for is you are saying, God, help me. I need to be transformed. Help me to grow in you. Just lift up your hand. Thank you for those hands. Thank you for those hands. Just say a prayer for yourself. Master, we thank you. Father, I pray that you help us. Father, I pray that the things of the world will fade away as we get lost in you. I thank you for the good work that you have begun. Even as this year unfolds, it's not about the new year, but it's about the mindset, the changed and the renewed mind. Help us, O oh God, to live for you. In Jesus' name we pray. In Jesus' name we pray. In Jesus' name we pray. I want us to rise up to our feet even as we've come to the end of our service today. I'll finish by saying that the world wants to control our minds, but God wants to control your mind. World exerts pressure from without, but the Holy Spirit releases pressure, power, sorry. The Holy Spirit releases power from within so that you will be able to be transformed and to live a life that is pleasing to God. Even as this week unfolds, I pray that you will develop that relationship or be someone who will be intentional in terms of studying your word. Next week I'll be speaking about, uh, not in the sermon, but I'll talk about the leadership and I'll talk about guys and guys being able to grow together. But my prayer is that as an individual, it has to start with you. 
now I want you to turn to the person next to you. Maybe this time you won't smile at them because it's not easy to smile. But maybe you can smile and just tell them what is your take home today. take home my take home to you guys and to me as well is that we will not be hearers of the word but doers of the word and now may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore Amen God bless you guys do have an amazing week